Welcome to The Fabric, a podcast from Lobby Capital. In this podcast, we explore the people we back, the people we work with, and those we partner with in hopes of better understanding what leads to successful entrepreneurship. Recognizing there is no single recipe or list of ingredients in successful entrepreneurs, but instead a combination of past experiences, relationships, serendipity, and personal characteristics that shape and influence their achievements. So through our conversations, we will dissect various case studies in hopes of unraveling the fabric of successful entrepreneurs. My name is Buddy Arnheim. I'm a co-founder and general partner here at Lobby Capital, and I will be your host. Lobby Capital is an early-stage venture capital investment fund, and we focus on backing brilliant entrepreneurs who are building meaningful businesses. A little bit about me, I've had three parallel career paths. Prior to Lobby Capital, I spent almost 30 years as a corporate and securities lawyer representing hundreds of startups and early-stage investors. Along the same timeline, I also co-founded and helped launch several tech startups, including an aerospace startup called Titan Aerospace, which was acquired by Google in 2014. And I was an active angel and seed investor over the past 20 years. I would say the entrepreneurship has always fascinated me. And those few people that can conjure up a new future and then build something that actually materializes that vision is to me remarkable. And we live in a time right now when this is happening repeatedly. I mean, there's just so many amazing things that have unfolded over the last, let's say, 30 years. And I find it beyond fascinating when I run into an entrepreneur that sees something that should happen in the future and is brave enough and crazy enough and optimistic enough to actually put stuff in motion to make that happen. And then over time, some of those things actually work. Some of those things actually become the future. Yeah, I remember in college trying to figure out what I wanted to do for my career. And I really couldn't think the right thing. I went to the University of Pennsylvania. I was in the Wharton School. A lot of my friends were going into investment banking or going into money management and finance. And those were interesting. And I didn't know a ton about them. So I was certainly eager to learn what those meant. But as I learned about them, I can't say anyone necessarily grabbed my passion, grabbed my heart. But what did was I would pick up stories, and I remember reading about the founder of Blockbuster and thinking, what a clever business, right? All of a sudden, for a couple bucks, you could rent a movie. And I thought to myself, what a great practical business to start. Of course, then Netflix came along, and we all know the history of Blockbuster. But back in undergrad, those kinds of stories are what really caught my attention. And I remember, you know, summer before my senior year, where my friends were like, yeah, I've got interviews lined up at Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley and blah, 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 blah. And, and, and I was thinking, oh my God, I, I'm so, I just got back from Italy because I'd studied abroad for the full year in Italy. And I started my senior year, and I realized that I needed to do something. And I had read in the Wall Street Journal that summer internships for law students were paying 1200 bucks a week. And it's like, God, that would be a good thing to do. Like 1200 bucks a week, I could pay for things. And by the way, I was paying for my college at the time. So I had at least an appreciation for money. So I applied to law school and took the LSAT, which is an entrance test you have to take. And I only applied to a few because I had to pay for it myself. And I ended up getting into the one that was 
like the most logical, Illinois, because I was from Illinois and in-state tuition would have been really cheap and I ended up getting a scholarship. So all of a sudden I had purpose. Not that I knew what a lawyer was. Nobody in my family had ever been a lawyer. I think my cousin was a lawyer, but he's only a few years older than me and I never really talked to him about it. But certainly nobody in my immediate family, my dad, my mom, you know, their siblings, nobody had ever practiced law. So anyway, I uh, finished up my senior year. I actually finished up a little early, which gave me even more time to goof around and be a you know a knucklehead. And then I went to law school and I actually loved it. It was like learning a foreign language, which I've always enjoyed doing. I learned Italian, but it also opened my eyes because in law school, it is so bloody competitive. It is all about competing against your classmates. And I soon realized this is serious. Like you got to perform here. And so I went through law school and I did fairly well and graduated and started working for this big law firm in Chicago. My wife got a job opportunity that was really exciting for her after I had practiced my first year, but it was based in Berkeley, California. And so I had to start looking for stuff. And this is where the entrepreneur stuff comes in. So I fly out to San Francisco and I meet with a headhunter to show me a bunch of law firms. And I had also sort of decided I wasn't going to practice law. So I sent my resume to you know, a couple of investment banks and a couple of other consulting firms and so forth. And so I came out to San Francisco and I started talking to everybody. And remarkably, my best conversations were at the law firms, the Wilson Sensinis and the Fenwicks and the Cooleys of the world. Because what I learned when I talked to them was that they were doing the law for these dynamic little itty bitty startups. And there were attorneys my age, one, two, three years into the practice that were serving essentially as the general counsel to a dozen startups. And those startups were being founded by their peers, people their age, my age. And the idea of working with entrepreneurs and yet having an expertise that's of value to the entrepreneur, that all of a sudden opened my eyes. And I was like, I got to do that. And I came out to San Francisco and I worked for this law firm that was really well positioned with the entrepreneurial community at that time. It was a lot smaller market. There was really only three or four law firms and there was just a different world. But I immediately got staffed on companies like Netscape and a company called Arbor Software, which became Hyperion Solutions, which ultimately merged into Oracle. And I got involved in a bunch of biotech stuff, just a bunch of crazy companies that were doing some remarkable things. And they were calling me and they were actually talking to me as opposed to what I was experiencing in Chicago where I was in the back office you know, going through dusty boxes of papers. And so I really started loving my job, loved the idea of working with these people. And what I found were they were people like me. They were normal people. They were bright. They were ambitious. But they had something I didn't have, which was this courage, this amazing sort of fearlessness that they can start something and make it big. And I've always been fascinated by that. I don't know if it's self-confidence or if it's craziness. Or, or what it is, but there's something about an entrepreneur that says, you know what, I can build that. I can rally people, I can rally resources to chase my vision and I can make it a reality. And now having done this like over the last 25, 30 years, I've seen it play out. I've seen, you know, Open Table go from sort of an idea to an incredibly useful and significant business. I've seen Trulia go from two guys coming out of B school with an idea of how to make residential real estate search easier turn into what it is today, you know, Zillow. And I've seen companies like Hotel Tonight, which sort of saw that lots of things were sort of moving towards this mobile platform. Why not make it easy to find hotel reservations from your mobile phone? Because God knows when you're traveling, it's a lot easier to pull this thing out than it is a laptop. I mean, that turned out to be Airbnb. And 
So just pretty remarkable stories. And what I've come to realize is there's no single recipe. There's no single sort of common ingredient that has driven an entrepreneur to success. The ingredients of one entrepreneur that's wildly successful is more often very different than the ingredients of another entrepreneur that's very successful. So the point of this podcast is to really explore what are the ingredients of these entrepreneurs? What happened to them? Who are they? What did they experience? What did they learn? Where did they fail? What are all the things that have sort of motivated them to get to this point? And then over time, we'll see which of those are successful. We think a lot of the ones that we're talking to that are in our portfolio are going to be successful. But it's going to be fascinating to see how it unfolds. So that point of this podcast is really to kind of unfold all the sort of layers of fabric on these people and try to truly understand who they are and what got them to this point and what's positioning them to be more than likely versus less than likely successful in this venture that they're pursuing. This podcast is going to sort of first and foremost dig into the entrepreneurs that we're backing at Lobby Capital. We're also going to complement the podcast with interviews with my partners, who include the co-founders, David Hornick and Eric Carlberg, but also our venture partners and additional people that are affiliated with our fund. We're also on occasion going to talk to advisors to our portfolio companies and other individuals that we've partnered with over the years that have sort of unique backgrounds and unique insights into the entrepreneurial world. The goal, again, is to try to help everybody who's listening to this podcast, including ourselves as we go through this journey of talking with these individuals, to synthesize the ingredients, the fabric of what makes a successful entrepreneur. And again, I'm convinced that we're going to learn that there's no single ingredient or set of ingredients that drive success, but instead a collage of amazing and unique experiences and perspectives that's ultimately going to drive success. This has been The Fabric, a podcast by Lobby Capital. Make sure to subscribe so you can stay up to date with upcoming episodes and content. I'm Buddy Arnheim, and I look forward to our next conversation.